pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready. Hello and welcome to This Feels Terrible. I'm your host, Erin McGathy. This week on the podcast, I have part two of my, um, or it's not even part two because it's a totally different chat. I have the return of Fern Brady, who I interviewed about a month ago. Um, she's a few episodes back and she is a Scottish comedian and she's doing her show Suffer Fools here at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And I wanted to check in with her again and see how she was doing. Um, she, if you haven't heard the first episode with Fern Brady, I highly recommend you listen to that before this one. We talk about her being in an abusive relationship and turning that into comedy and how that works. And yesterday I saw her show. It was so great. And she talked about some really heavy stuff in a very funny way. And then we recorded this podcast. Um, it's weird. It's weird being at, um, being in the middle of such a bubble while so much is happening in the world. Um, and not that the bubble isn't being permeated at all because, because I'm, I'm constantly checking the news. So, I, but still I'm in a bubble of doing a show every day at this festival and it's hard to explain what the vibe is here at the festival because it's, it's just, it's immense. There, there are 30,000 performers or something, 3000 shows happening all at once. And, um, it's, it's, uh, it's physically and emotionally exhausting, but also it's such a privileged thing to get to do this festival. So we talk about doing the festival and I apologize for, um, the hemming and hawing about that being difficult. Uh, I didn't edit this, this episode at all. I'm just leaving everything in, um, um, so, uh, and, and I admit I'm like a little self-conscious about how, um, just, just how entitled it is to get to complain about exhaustion at an arts festival. So, uh, I hope that doesn't bother you. Um, but we do talk, do talk about what it's like doing the same show every day and, um, and all of that. If you are in Dublin and want to see Murder Town, that is happening in September. So buy your tickets now, go to the Dublin Fringe website. My show is September 12th through 17th and, uh, yeah, Please enjoy this uh, this return of the uh, wonderful and amazing Fern Brady. So I do a show at midday and um, it's great because it means I don't go out at night. Mm. Um, so what I do at the Fringe is I just meet up with friends um, and go for lunch and coffee and things. Um, but there's a big thing at the Edinburgh Festival where people go to these VIP bars, yeah, um, and and network and stuff. Mm. And I get enough work without doing that. So as long yeah. as I get enough work without doing that, that's fine. And I just got a new agent, and he like goes to all those parties, and he was like, 
he said he was really surprised I don't like going to them but it's not mm. no one ever feels good at them no um, but yeah that's totally normal to feel bad but uh, at, at, here when it's all schmoozy and networking but the best yeah. way to get around it is just hang about with your friends that you know you get on with during the day mm. or just go yeah. to bars where no other comedians go you're right yeah 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 i've been having a fine time but like the the whole like london comedy scene is pretty can be a little intimidating especially like when there's like an added um like class class stuff to it that like Mm. i don't really know how to navigate and i don't know how much of that is projection and how much of it is you know whatever well um to be honest i feel like i fit in now in the london circuit my show last year was about feeling like I didn't fit in with um, women because mm. I had, didn't get invited to this brunch. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my whole show was about not being invited to this uh, female comedian's brunch. Right. Uh, which is like a real thing. Right, That's yeah. a real event. Um, but you, the thing you have to remember is like all comedians don't, we all do it because we feel like we don't fit in mm. and we feel like we were like losers at school or whatever yeah so once you remember that because I know comedians that from the outside would be considered really cool Mm -hmm. or really famous and Mm -hmm. they'll complain to me about feeling left out yeah so then once you realise everyone feels like that it's like yeah and it's yeah and when I mean I think I think because of that reason because everyone is so insecure like last week I reached a real wall where I was like I can't I really just don't want to hang out with insecure comedians for like a day yeah. even though like the, like all my friends are comedians but like at this festival when you're hanging out like one of my favorite things about being a comedian is hanging out with other comedians yeah, and yeah, like joking yeah. and but like when it's people you don't know very well and it's just um can be really exhausting and like I can just like make myself feel so small and so like well, they hate me because I'm American, like all these things. And like, yeah. they're, not, and they're not being rude to me at all. Yeah, you, know? you, you just, um, I, I really take quite a, I wish I lived my life this way the rest of the year, by the way. <laughs> I take like such a measured approach to the fringe in terms of managing social anxiety. Yeah. So every Go morning, right, tell me. Okay, so every morning I get up and I, I have my breakfast, then I make, then I have this tea called matcha tea mm-hmm. that makes your brain work good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's meant to be good for meditating. So then I mm-hmm. meditate for 15 minutes. Oh, nice. With just like what videos. Kind of meditation? Oh, okay. uh, I do videos on YouTube and I do this. Um, another comedian called Felicity Ward, who's lovely, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. got me to do, she said, you should do loving kindness meditation. Mm-hmm. And that's where you like think about people you know you think about someone that you hate and then you try and think um how they (laughs) how we all deserve to be like happy and well right yeah so I think of a comedian who I think is a nasty cunt (laughs) and I try and think I try and feel good feelings about her yeah yeah um and and then I think of like all my venue staff right who are all nice by the way yeah and I try and think 
nice things about them. It yeah. sounds so ridiculous. But it sounds it sounds nice though. And it makes yeah, your but day then because then when you have to do gigs with psychopaths, you can mm. you really can manage it better. Yeah. So it sounds happyish, but it works for me. And yeah. I be like I've been so grumpy all fringe, and I was thinking if I didn't meditate, I would just like have hit someone. <laughs> <laughs> like so that's what I would recommend. Do that. Yeah. And then avoid alcohol and stuff because it ruins your voice and <laughs> if you feel in a bad mood it will make your mood worse yeah, yeah. like I'm, I know we're drinking right now but that's because <laughs> there's only five days left yeah and then um, yeah I just um I did do the fringe the other way before like mm. maybe three years ago I did a two-hander with my friend where you split an hour and I'd end up drinking oh <laughs> I wonder what that is I don't know yeah. Uh, yeah so I used to go out drinking with my mates and go to all those bars mm. till really late and then uh, take coke and stuff and mm. um, then you just felt terrible yeah the next day and it makes your gig really hard to do yeah and the festival's already difficult anyway yeah or so also I, I like going to the other thing I try and be careful of is I've always been lucky and I've had good fringes mm. but then if your friend's not having a good one you have to watch really watch what you're saying and yeah. don't talk about yeah. reviews yeah don't yeah yeah so yeah we just said yeah a lot yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think I think I, uh, y- yeah. I was there, like literally last night. Saw a bunch of people from Dublin who I hadn't been hanging out with, and like w- I don't think I was as sensitive to that as I should have been. So as you're saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was one time a comedian I know who was lovely was complaining to me because they'd got a five star review and I was like fuck Girl. off mate like yeah uh, the, yeah the comedian that we were talking about before the mic was on um yeah yeah or, yeah, the, the, yeah the just just people use complaining a genderless about pronoun <laughs> <laughs> they they um they they were upset about some reviews but they had gotten a ton and like one of the frustrating like I, I haven't had a lot of reviewers in, so that's been like an annoying thing. Mm. But so, so what they said was irritating to me. But I have been like selling out my shows, which is so nice. And yeah. yesterday I was complaining about something, and then someone was like, "Oh, but how's your audience?" And I was like, "Oh, well, it's fine. I'm selling out." But like, what you know, to people that are who are not selling out their yeah. shows, and I've done the same. I walked away, and I was like, "Oh, that was so incredibly rude." Because yeah. the whole point is to get people in, not to have like. The point of reviewers is to get people into your show. So who yeah. cares if someone's not saying like, I give a stamp of good, you know? Yeah, I was complaining to a friend how much I hated it. And he went, but you're selling out. Yeah. And, yeah. Or um, I got a three-star review mm. early, very early in the run. So I was like, well, I'm going to kill myself now. <laughs> I was like, that's it. I'm yeah. going to go and jump off the fourth road bridge. Because I'm like, I was like an overachiever at school. So getting a three star review is like a secret to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so stupid. And then I told my best friend in comedy, and he was like, well, I get three stars a lot, and my shows are pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. So I was like, oh, I can't believe I was complaining about it. <laughs> yeah, it's all, 
it's all so silly. Like it's just, it's a really good lesson in not comparing your experience to anyone else's. Cause I can, I can definitely like fall into a trap of being jealous that I wasn't brought up with more privilege or like, yeah. um, or not, not jealous, but just like in a way where it's like, Oh, like I wish you would complain to me less because you are, you've had so many opportunities. Yeah, like your parents yeah. are so supportive. Not that my parents are unsupportive, but like, I know. Imagine like not your parents the, paying thousands for your advertising at the fringe. I mean, it's crazy. Like crazy. I, I, yeah, my parents have, haven't given me anything since I was seventeen. Like, and they're fine. Hello. <laughs> okay. There's a, a child being made to fly her right now. Um. Oh, I tell yeah. you another thing. I do oh, is okay. get. Massages. He, it's his own show. Oh, oh my god! Oh my that's gosh. so cute. What? Oh my goodness. Oh, it's a ventriloquist show. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, what's the other? Yeah, thing I get do? massages because oh. I didn't spend money on PR mm. and I didn't spend money on. Uh, you know those big posters of your I've seen your yeah, ones yeah okay so uh, right, I'm lying to myself and saying that's why I'm selling out is that one huge expensive poster so I bought which I bought when I was drunk oh so I was gonna get a giant poster of me this mm. year so this is the thing at the Edinburgh Festival people get huge posters of themselves and yeah they're like a thousand pounds yeah mine um, was mine was less than that Oh, you can get ones smaller ones that are two fifty. Right. I've got too many enemies in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought if I bought one and someone vandalised it, I'd be raging. Because <laughs> uh, that does happen sometimes. Uh, I can't tell any stories, funny stories of people's ones being vandalised because right. I identify them. <laughs> but that has happened before. If comedians oh. have too many. Enemies. What do you mean you have uh, enemies in Edinburgh? Just guys I didn't call back. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what was that? Was there any like with the brun- brunch thing? Like, did anyone? Yeah, tell, yeah. What was the response or like? Just thinking how popular your podcast is. <laughs> someone told not me. Not popular at all. Someone phoned me and warned me not to talk about it. Really? Someone on the brunch like committee. The Illuminati. <laughs> genuinely. Really? Genuinely. And it's caused a deep rift that's never going to wow. heal. <laughs> Except now, because I did a show about not being invited to brunch, other female comedians invite me to stuff all the time. <laughs> like, you don't have to take pity on me. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they wouldn't invite you after... Because it's not... I mean, I didn't see the show, but I'm assuming it wasn't like... It was about your feelings about not being invited. It wasn't, it like, wasn't like, like demonizing just, them or anything. Or maybe it no, was. No, I, I just know. thought it'd be a funny... Yeah, basically, it's a funny idea. Yeah, basically, like, I wanted to do a show about feeling left out because yeah. loads of comedians, well, loads of people know what it's like to be left out. Mm. And then I thought it'd be funny to do the whole show about not being invited to this brunch. But then people, some people took it the wrong way. And mm. I just thought it was like a joke, what with me being a comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, in what way did they take it? Like, you were... I, I, I'm really frightened of the person that like oh. told me not to talk about it. So. Right, okay, okay, okay. Mm. <laughs> it's like the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In Los Angeles, there are so many um, brunch 
things and so many like it's so, it's so weird that that is like some weird like ex- exclusive lady club thing because it does have to be like a limited amount of people because like you're going to a restaurant or you're at yeah but like house every or... female comedian has been invited no to... I know I know I don't I'm not trying to excuse <laughs> it I just I just mean like there can be that excuse you know yeah. so it makes for like this really awful situation where it hurt because so, I yeah. love brunch it's like really <laughs> my favorite thing Oh, someone else I fancy came to the show today. Great. <laughs> it's like... Because I have, like, a short list of, like, people that I'd go out with after I break up with my current boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And at this point in the French, I start really fancying the staff because mm. they're not comedians. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like how they're just so humble. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you see my tech? I did, yeah, yeah. I was very handsome. He's so cute. Yeah. He's, he plays for a famous metal band oh. in America called Queensryche. Mm. And um, we had, like, metal fans on the show who were so excited. <laughs> and I bloody googled it. So he's Scottish. Right. But he's, like, some sort of musical prodigy oh, wow. that went to America, started going out with this American girl, and her dad started this met is it the founder of this famous metal band mm. so he like tours America eight months of the year and it's now crazy. he texts my show yeah <laughs> weird but yeah he's so cute yeah he was really nice like I didn't have my ticket and he just like let me in <laughs> without like I bought a ticket but like bought it on a different like app. he's so lovely yeah when I've done shows where I like played to silence he was like oh, oh I found it funny <laughs> that's sweet yeah, I really, I really like my tech this year. What are well. they like? Are they from Scotland? Yeah, yeah. I have this like really lovely um, tech named Shannon, and she's great, but she's like she's always like really stressed out. And yesterday, I because I have a bit in my show where I kind of like come out into the audience as this character, and I like kind of messed with her desk a bit, and she was not pleased. Oh <laughs> my god. I had to apologize to her afterwards. Like, I had um, such a nice tech last year, and the only time he got angry was I used to throw onions at the end of the show, <laughs> which I can't really explain that part. Mm. And um, the onions hit his computer and all his sound equipment, and that oh. was like the only time he was angry with me. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah. You really need to get on with your tech because yeah. Um, yeah. you're spending so much time with them. But that's what I like doing the stands because the staff are so nice. Yeah, it seems really nice. I heard a story, someone was telling me yesterday that they went to a show, I forget the name of the comedian, but like, I guess he's been really rude to the staff and his tech, and in the middle of his set, or he told a story. Oh, I know who this is. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, he had told a story in his set about how he had a tech that like fucked up and turned the lights off, yeah, and then his tech did turn the lights off on him. Yeah, I know who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because my mate was working at the venue that year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny. Yeah, you you gotta be nice to people. Yeah, it's terrible when you hear comedians thinking they can get away with that. Because I used to work at the Pleasance as a barmaid Mm. and the comedians were so up themselves and rude to me. But also they acted like they were a big deal and I was like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah, yeah. Because it's such a bubble. The fringe people made feel more important than they are. Yeah, and you're seeing the same people every day. Like I really like, I really like everyone who works at the Gilda Balloon Rose Theatre and it's nice seeing like nice people every yeah. day and being friendly and yeah there's a there's a show on that's at the same theatre and they're like infamously rude 
to everyone and just have like this terrible energy. And I can't, I can't say anything more because it's just like <laughs> petty. Yeah. What is your daily routine at the fringe or do you have one? Oh, like I've like I've inserted like an emergency one because I don't I don't think I really went about it the right way. Whereas like last year I was not really going out that much and I was just like doing my show and spe- I was living by myself um, oh. last year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not this year. Um, yeah, like I wake up and I like yeah I make breakfast and then I booked a ton of tickets at the beginning of the festival. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm, I usually like see a show before my show and then after, or I have to do like fast fringe or some other gig or like I have to do an interview later today, but I don't have like a good routine. I've been trying to make a list of everything I'm grateful for when I'm feeling sad. That's meant to be good for getting you to sleep. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> if you think of things that you're grateful for, it helps you get to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A few days ago, it just was really feeling sorry for myself and I was like why you know like I have no right to feel sorry for myself everything is fine that was like I say at the start of my show I was really upset about my friend's show but then I watched that Mm. documentary about prostitutes in Leeds yeah and one of them was getting less work because of the scabs on her face (laughs) perspective yeah 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 it is it is just such a it is such a bubble also I was getting a massage the other day and I was like sighing and the masseuse was like is the pressure too much and I was like no I'm just sighing about my about my friend's show (laughs) and I was like I used to be really poor like because when I used to live in Edinburgh for years and when I walk around Edinburgh I have all these memories of like oh remember when I just had one pair of shoes and the rain would get in my shoes and I didn't have any money for food I was like and now I'm like fucking sighing on a massage table right, yeah. so it's things like that where you're like oh just man up and yeah, do your show yeah yeah you're just you're talking to people and getting money yeah yeah exactly i think it's again like so it's such it's such a bubble i mean but also also like the world news has been really depressing this month so like it's a weird it's a weird mix of I've not even stayed in I had my days off and then mm. I saw all the Charlottesville stuff yeah and I started like crying because it was like oh god this yeah is... yeah because you just don't watch the news well I don't when I'm here right well I mean that's a bad habit I have of like waking up and like looking at the news immediately oh, <laughs> no. it's not the thing to do yeah and I think it's the highs and lows of um why did you do that I don't know I don't know at home Cause I live, I live with my boyfriend and we have like a no tech policy in our bedroom. So we don't do that. Yeah. I really want to bring that in, but I don't yeah. know if I will. <laughs> and I think cause I'm here, I'm like, Oh, like I can do the things I don't do at home. <laughs> and so I don't know, but yeah, I need to stop doing that. But I think it's also just like the, the adrenaline, like rush and then let down every day adds to feeling adds to me feeling like kind of like a a little crazy and when I I don't know now I mean and this is like such a champagne problem but I would say when we were walking over here like if I do a show for a sold out audience and I don't love it I feel devastated that's how I feel yeah because it just feels like such a waste yeah yeah so I, like I said in my show today, I, I have a ton of elderly people coming mm. to see me who have not ever seen me before. And I have a deep-seated thing of I don't want to offend elderly people, mm. but at the same time, I can't change 
those abortion jokes to something about biscuits or Radio <laughs> 4. Right. So then I just started to feel worried and uh, the guy that's the director of my show was like, you've got to remember that old people have seen it all and like yeah, yeah. They've, they've done anal more times than they can even remember. <laughs> so then I would say that to the old people mm. and they didn't like that. When I said that, in the you literally show. said that. Yeah, yeah, I said that a lot of times before I learned not to say that. To them. That's funny. Um, yeah. But it's just every single year I have old people come and see me, mm. and I just hate because I, I think I have a desperate need to please people. But then also I'm like, I can't change this show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you're just uncontrollably doing all the bits of the show, mm. thinking, please like this. And today when I was talking about how I have thoughts about pushing my boyfriend's eyeballs in, mm. that sounds really fucked up. Out yeah, of out of context. Yeah. <laughs> I have intrusive thoughts where I'm frightened of hurting my boyfriend or mm. frightened of like jumping in front of a train. It's a very common anxiety thing. Uh, and then I was saying it in today's show and an old man just sadly rubbed his eyes. <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> I was going to mention it. But I was already doing... A, a sort of DVD commentary on my own show yeah, so I was yeah, like yeah. I better just get on with the show oh that's really funny but yeah. you know, <laughs> at this point in the fringe you do just feel like you're a you're a video being played or mm-hmm. like a, an album being played with yeah yeah um and then I'll feel I'll be like well I have to stick to the show because people have really wanted to come and see right, it and they haven't yeah. seen it before yeah yeah but I love watching Hannibal Buress did this Netflix documentary where he oh, yeah, sorry, did the yeah. fringe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched it the other night and he's like, Why do why do British people do this festival? Why do you have to do <laughs> a show over and over? And that's the normal response. Yeah. yeah Americans yeah. have the right idea about it. Whereas <laughs> in the it's UK like yeah. yeah, we all feel depressed and tired, but we're yeah. like, Oh no, we have to keep going because we're all just trained into doing this. Yeah. My friend James Adomian who's did like the full run like a weekend, he was like, this I've heard of him. He's great. He was, he Where's was like, he from? LA. Oh, and yeah. is that his first friend? Uh, yeah, his first like full friend. Like he's done like, he did like a few dates like a yeah. couple of years ago or something. Yeah, but this is his first friend and, and he was just like, oh, it's like, it's comedy jail. Like you have yeah. to stay and you have to do yeah. your time. And that's what it, that's what it feels like. And at the time, like I... I think maybe I burnt out or something because my first few weeks here I was like or first couple of weeks I was like I'm having the best time and anytime yeah. anyone was complaining just internally I was like mm-hmm, I know how to have fun and yeah. I can see you don't but now I'm just like I'm so tired and so yeah like with, with my show when I feel like it's not going amazing like it always goes fine but like when I feel like I hate the feeling I feel like when it's older people in the audience I feel like I have kept my my parents' friends captive and they're like watching me in the living room. (laughs) And it's just like, uh, like I want to say like, you can go. Like I don't, like I don't want to, like I'm not doing this it feels like I've come down and be like, everybody, I got a show while they just want to be doing anything else. I kick off at audiences a lot, which I wish I didn't do because it's so <laughs> annoying when you're in the audience watching it. Yeah, I did it not today. always. Not always. Like it depends. Like if something's not funny and the, I mean you know this, but like the worst thing is when something's not funny and the comedian is like, oh, I guess that was a little too much for you, and you're like, mm, no, it yeah, just wasn't yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah. But today, today it someone was funny. kept tutting. Today. Oh yeah, yeah. And I hate people tutting. I drive. I didn't really know what tutting was until today because I've heard people saying it, but that lady was behind. <gasps> me so it's the 
Yeah. Yeah. It annoys me so because it's such a British echo mm. um, to just gently tut. <laughs> um, uh, gently tut. But yeah, yeah, I always feel guilty for um, turning on an audience because when I see other comedians do it, it annoys me. I'm trying to think if there's any domestic abuse stuff we missed out because we kept recording this kept trying to record it and it didn't record right yeah yeah <laughs> um in summary you should do <laughs> i think my guide to doing the fringe is just do a show that you know you're gonna like mm. rather than do a show that you think you're supposed to do that other people want yeah because then if you don't really believe in what you're saying because like i hate i i find the show hard at this stage because I'm so bored of it mm. but at least I still agree with all my own opinions yeah so if you just be yourself then you won't need to make as much effort yeah um because bad comedy I think comes from second guessing mm. what you think a fringe audience wants yeah yeah or not yeah not being your yourself like how everyone's talking about mental health this year loads of comedians mm. are even though that no one ever I'd find it much more interesting if comedians who are like all round nice guys on stage were like I'm actually a psychopath and <laughs> <laughs> like that would be so much more interesting that would be really interesting if, if someone they, talked about like narcissistic personality yeah, yeah, yeah. or something if they were yeah. like literally all I want is global fame I would like stamp on my friends necks to get a shot at fame <laughs> like I will do anything yeah. it takes for fame but yeah. instead there's all this fake humility and me and my mm. mate Dave who directs my show we keep sending each other screenshots of comedians on Facebook going, so proud of my weird little show. That's the thing. <laughs> that, don't do fake humility. At yeah. least I can go. Or don't, comedians that say they don't want to be famous. Like, come on now. There's only a handful of comedians that genuinely don't want to be famous. I yeah. Think. Yeah. But, um, I mean, us. I want global fame. <laughs> I just want to be so rich that I can pay someone to tickle my back as I fall asleep. <laughs> and and uh, like pay my boyfriend, buy my boyfriend fur coats and like diamonds and things. <laughs> just like treat him as a pet. <laughs> I really want, I, I really want a garden so I can have a dog. That's like. Aaron, that's such a simple dream. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of depressing. I guess it should have bigger. I have a dog bigger at the dreams. Fringe. I also like flying first class. I want to be able to fly first class with reckless yeah. abandon. Yeah, yeah. I've never flown first class. I get first class trains a lot, um, mm. but the UK is so classist that they always think yeah. I'm not supposed to be there because I'm not like <laughs> wearing a top hat and tails. <laughs> so yeah, mm. yeah. I took a train to Nairn. Nairn Why? Is that in the Highlands? It is, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And we took a, it was my first time on a, on a train or like on like one of those kinds Scottish of Scottish ones. Yeah, yeah. It was exciting. I was really, I was really into it. But yeah, we took, my friend and I took first class on the way there and we, but we didn't reserve seats. And so we were seated next to like this grandmother and her and her son and they were just like loudly playing cards and it was it was really depressing <laughs> we both love kids but we're like ah oh, like i wanted to look out the window how can you loudly play snap do you have snap they were yeah we do, but they, were playing, they were playing like gin rummy or something but they were just the kid was just like six years old and just was like oh 
and then I'll do this and blah, blah, blah. Like just, you know, just like a child. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is where you need to do loving kindness meditation so then you can not <laughs> hate people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. But it was, it was, it was fun. But yeah, I've gotten to fly first class for like job things before and it's, it's, it's awesome. It's not that much better than, I mean, it, it is, it is a lot nicer, but you're still like in a cramped space in the yeah. sky. I am going on holiday for the first time in three years after this fringe. Oh. And I booked my flight from Edinburgh so that I couldn't leave the festival mm. to like make me stay till the end. I'm going to Amsterdam oh, and nice. then I'm going to Copenhagen. Oh, cool. Uh, Are you going with your boyfriend or by yourself? Yeah, with my boyfriend. Um, but I kind of just wanted. Did you sleep a lot after the fringe last year? Because I sleep for like a week. Mm, yeah, I think so. I'm trying to remember. I think I think so. I assume as much. Yeah, I was exhausted. Mm. But I'm doing the Dublin fringe kind of soon after. Ugh. <laughs> but I'll no, be home. like that's that yeah. would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's. I'll be home, so it'll be different. And yeah, I won't. I just like a missing home. But I Dublin also, is yeah. great. I, qu- I quite fancy living there. Yeah, I like it. I also find the people like more progressive socially. Yeah, I feel bad for how much I insult Ireland in my um, <laughs> show because it's literally like the first twenty minutes of the show is insulting it. Right. But I see myself more as um, Irish Catholic. If you're Catholic in Scotland, you think of your well, a lot of people think of themselves as Irish Catholic because mm. all our families come from there. Right. So right, right. I just feel like entitled to slag it. <laughs> well, it feels like you're more like slagging the 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 anti-abortion laws and things like that which yeah, is totally yeah, like, which yeah. they do, do in Ireland anyway so yeah, yeah it's um, uh, yeah. but there was a, a really lovely girl from Dublin at my show on Saturday and she was like oh yeah we're all backwards and mm-hmm. I, I, I was worried she like took it personally oh but um I can't remember what I was gonna say probably worse that I say like a fancy Irish guys for how basic they are because <laughs> they're not all basic but the ones I go for I like right. their, their innocence <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know I like I'm not Irish so I can't <laughs> you have an Irish boyfriend I do yeah yeah and he's they've got not a purity <laughs> he's not basic I wouldn't no, like he's that like really progressive but he grew up on a farm and stuff basically like, yeah. yeah my boyfriend grew up on like a rock in the ocean basically oh, yeah. <laughs> wait where is he from I think you he's from uh, a place called Clifton which is in Galway oh okay and it's like on his parents house is just like on the beach mm. um that's cool but yeah I just uh, I really just like Irish guys that are like what 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 is sex I just think it's really hot <laughs> but I know that's fucked up <laughs> and my boyfriend was like where did you get this from and uh when I used to go to my grand's in Donegal mm. there would be all these like really swervy like young Irish men that were really nice to me mm. um so I think that's that's how I first started fancying <laughs> Irish guys Mm. I think like because I'm American like coming to Ireland like everyone is it like the film P.S. I love you (laughs) yeah yeah Um, like everyone I mean comparatively 
everyone's like really like so much more sex positive and so much more progressive and so much more like chill about sex than they are yeah. in the United States. When you said that on the last podcast, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want to go to America now. That sounds rubbish. <laughs> I mean, also America's gigantic. So yeah, I have a like, very childlike view of it. <laughs> it's huge. Um, so my experience, like there are a million different experiences. But the I don't I don't really meet I mean in Dublin at least. All the Americans I watch in porn are really progressive. <laughs> <laughs> That's like all I've seen is Americans in porn. Oh and American films. Yeah. I feel like I think because I mean my my stupid view of it, which is like based in nothing except for just anecdotal experience, is that like and I've only lived in Ireland for two years, but I think because the government is so Catholic, people socially just aren't at all, like at all yeah. Catholic socially. But in the United States, it's our government's meant to not be religious, even though like that's not totally true. But yeah, people, you couldn't have an atheist president. Yeah, but like I was brought up really religious, and it, and everyone was like really genuinely religious, and so people are like genuinely Christian and um, because the government they don't have this rebellion against the government being. Yeah, I find that hard to get my head around people mm. being sincere Christians. Because everyone I met at uni was like from either LA or New York, mm. all the Americans I went to uni with. But then one time I met some Americans from like the middle bit. Okay. <laughs> uh, and one of the, they came over for this like summer program in literature at Edinburgh mm. Uni. And one of them just like was wearing a gigantic wooden cross around her neck every day. Mm. And when I said something about being atheist, she was just stroking her fucking wooden cross, looking at me <laughs> angrily. Right. And I just, it's really stuck in my mind. Like, are, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, how can you be getting such a good education and believe in that rubbish? Mm, well, yeah, it's very, it's very ingrained in American culture. I mean, Americans started. Americans started because the Puritans couldn't like control people the, the, way, the way that they wanted to, so they like moved to another spot. I don't know. I just I like Ireland more than the United States right now. Yeah, for me, for me, not like full stop. And I'm also not like an expat, and I'm not denouncing America. Just so you know, podcast. Because apparently, like if you publicly denounce America, you can lose your citizenship. Are you joking? No. Like if you, if I don't know how it works, but like you have to, if you denounce America, they'll they can take away your citizenship. My brother wants. And so me I do cool. not, I do not denounce. Oh god, <laughs> me neither. Um, my brother wants me to go to Washington, where he lives now, and he's um, he's always very anti-drugs, but he's him and my mm. other brother are now taking loads of edibles there and said uh, it's it's great. So is it legal there? In Must Washington be. State? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's legal in Washington, California, Colorado, maybe somewhere else? That's, yeah, definitely California, which it hasn't like come into play exactly yet, but um, the first two states to legalize, it was first Washington and then Colorado. My brother said he... Um, but so like on the same day. Yeah. But Washington's like, we're first because they're in a different <laughs> time zone. 
Um, I started taking Xanax uh, before the fringe, just recreationally, mm. but it's so bad for you. Yeah, wait, so, just um, right, oh, just to like chill out. Because it's great. <laughs> uh, and um, but then I gave it to my boyfriend. And was like, please keep this away from me until mm. I've done my finished the fringe. Yeah. Um, and then I was talking to my brother about it because he's just moved to America, and he said the drug culture. The legal drugs you can get are insane. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, yeah. So he went to the, his wife's family doctor mm. and she was like, oh, my knees are really sore. And my brother said to the doctor, yeah, I think she just needs to eat like more oily fish and take some supplements. And the doctor was laughing and he went, I love this guy's humor. Oh. And he was like, here's some uh, Vicodin or something. Oh my God. And then... Um, yeah. And then they were getting, they were flying to China because they'd both been doing a job there. And the doctor was like, so I can offer you two different things for this flight to China. Unprompted, he was like, you can either have Xanax or you can have this, depending on what sort of flight you want to have. Oh, right. And it's just mind blowing because like yeah. here, you pretty much have to have a nervous breakdown and you'll get the mildest form of sleeping tablets. Right. And you'll get given three so that you don't, kill yeah. yourself with them yeah but you guys just have access to yeah it's also like crazy more stuff. privatized obviously so well yeah like, yeah 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 I mean I, I've definitely noticed that like I like in Los Angeles especially like with writers and stuff people are all addicted to amphetamines and all sorts of things but like yeah yeah I, I, like people don't did, did you listen to that stuff about that Harris Whittles guy that was a writer? Oh, a friend of mine, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so I just read about it randomly in The Guardian, and then I, I listened to a podcast where he was talking. He got interviewed so sad because mm-hmm. so, he was so intelligent and on the up, and he was yeah, talking yeah. in such a self-aware way about his um, drug problem and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just mad to think people that are so t- talented and clever would like still end up in that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be me with Xanax, so that's why I, I gave my Xanax away. <laughs> yeah, it's self, very self-aware. Yeah, like I, yeah, I, you're like, yeah, in LA, like um, Adderall and stuff is taken so like willy-nilly, and oh there is yeah, there's a time when like. It just me and my partner and whoever are like, oh yeah, we'll take some Adderall and then write and then do, you know, and it's, it's, you can feel like it being a huge slippery slope. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm happy to not really have that temptation in Ireland. Yeah. So like there's drinking, there's lots of drinking. Yeah. I'd yeah. say the drinking's about the same, pretty sure it's the same in Scotland. Mm. And just the UK. The UK's drinking culture is crazy to me. Yeah. Because uh, I think people really yeah. underestimate how bad it is mm. for you. Yeah. And, and um, like in yeah. Los Angeles, people like binge drink more and they been they drink more really? in private. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Like, private uh, drinking's yeah. the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, bet, I think I have to go because... Um, oh, yeah. I have to say, well, I just have to message someone back about this gig I might do. But I'm trying to think if there was anything more to say about my ex strangling me. In the end, it was all funny. I think some the, the only thing that really didn't get caught by the recording was I asked you if you felt like talking about it on stage 
helped you deal with your feelings of it? Mm, I found it I find it enjoyable to do and I found it enjoyable to say all that to say stuff I'd not ever said to anyone before mm. but have you heard of Hannah Gadsby her show yeah. this year yeah so she's do- I've been able to see because it it's the same time as mine uh, well yeah. yeah so she's doing this show Nanette uh, right? yeah mm. about I think it's about homophobia but she says how she doesn't she's quitting comedy mm. and she doesn't like comedy because the idea that you can build up tension and release it with a joke and then that solves the problem and makes right, everything yeah. okay yeah, yeah she has a problem with that yeah uh, and I see the point like it's not like me talking about my ex strangling me or whatever fixes things but I did have so I had a couple of women message and say thank you so much like mm. I enjoyed the show because they'd had the same thing yeah and that was satisfying but I didn't want to do the show in a way that was like just putting I just want to raise awareness yeah 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 I don't yeah. ever want to be a single issue comic where like I get asked to talk to do mental health stuff a lot mm. and I don't want to do it because my view like I'm crazy but it's a hard thing, like, you, you don't want to be the poster child yeah. for the cause. And, and also yeah. people really romanticise mental illness. No one ever mm. says, well, actually, when people are mentally ill, they can be very annoying. Or, <laughs> or they can be frightening. Or, right. or they can make social situations really awkward, mm. which is stuff that I do in my show. But then I sort of took the piss out of it because I hate people being like, I'm so brave because I'm talking about mental illness. Yeah. Because comedians are really cynically cashing in on it now. Mm. And I think, well, you're not Do you think there's like you're a psychopath. Some, some positive side to people talking about all that stuff more openly? People are... I don't know. Like if audiences are well, responding I've n- to it. I've not felt uncomfortable talking about being mad for years, years and years, because mm. my family have a very Catholic culture of when someone goes mad, we hide it and we don't mention it. Mm. Like I was put in a psych unit when I was 16 and as an adult, my mum drove past it and I was in the car with her and I went, hey, there's the mental unit I was in. And she yeah. just sort of was tight-lipped and trying to mm. ignore it. Right. And I just, it pisses me off. Mm. that other people are uncomfortable about it but at the same time it annoys me that a lot of comedians who are just narcissists are now mm. using mental illness to try and yeah of course yeah um, to try and benefit their career and people are like people are just doing this romantic byronic version of mental illness mm. when the fact is when you when you have a nervous breakdown you um you go against social norms or they when someone's bipolar they break social norms that's yeah. why people get uncomfortable yeah that's what happens when you're mad it makes people uncomfortable mm. and i read this psychiatrist who said the way we treat mental illness is we actually often we're medicating people to make us feel comfortable right so if we were more accepting of people that had schizophrenia we wouldn't put them on fucking tranquilizers like we do to knock them out because that doesn't help them. Yeah. So my opinions on mental illness aren't don't fit in a neat soundbite that the press want to hear. Right. Like this journalist from the BBC phoned me the other day and was like, oh, we heard your show deals with mental health. 
and I hate saying mental health because I think it's a euphemism <laughs> I know there's an argument that uh, there's a spectrum and stuff but right. I think just say mental illness because you wouldn't call cancer physical health would you right 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 uh, but yeah this journalist was like do you want to come on the radio and talk about how your show deals with mental health I went it doesn't deal with mental health I just talk about my everyday life mm. and then I thought oh it's because I'm talking about pushing my thumbs in my boyfriend's eyes when he's asleep <laughs> <laughs> that was what they meant yeah yeah that's funny I have that yeah I, I related to so many things in your show which I'm sure so many people have said oh that makes yeah. me happy oh, sometimes yeah. when I talk about that having thoughts about kicking a baby out it's buggy mm. Most of the time people laugh, but sometimes people just look at you like, what really? are you fucking talking about? Oh, yeah. I should probably no, I think- explain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, the, the restless mind. I, I think of, specifically like with with babies and like, what if I just did this? And in mm. quiet spaces, what if I just stood up and screamed yeah. the N-word? Or like, what if I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a really common one, thinking... Yeah. That you're gonna be racist mm. or <laughs> so my friend came to the show yesterday and he uh, me and him have talked about how we both have intrusive thoughts before mm. and his are so funny like he I think he writes computer codes is his job and sometimes if his boss is leaning over him he worries what if I just bet them in the face <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought they were like laughing but yeah 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 no, I think I, yeah my mind my, yeah, all all the time, all the time with that. I the yeah, landlady yeah. I have is if people are being nice to me, I think, oh, if I did something. So the the person I'm staying with is lovely, mm. and the other day we were just stroking the dog and that she has and talking about the dog, and I was like, she's so nice. And then my brain went, what if you just like grabbed both her boobs just now or punched her or something for no reason right. you, c- you could never come back from that yeah like, how, how did you explain that in the show that it was your brain like it's my brain thinking the opposite of what I want to do right so lots of people to protect yourself from it's like, a way anxious brains try and protect they're overcompensating right 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 to stop you from doing anything but gotcha. it's, yeah yeah because yeah, I, yeah, I have that all the time it, my so friend if I, when I have those when I have those thoughts when I'm drunk I'll frown like, <laughs> yeah. I was doing it last night like I, like if I have like some thought like and and just like literally will go like mm, like just like this huge frown and everyone's like what is going on and I'm like oh nothing 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 I'm fine I'm fine um, my friend worked for the Anxiety UK helpline and she said the commonest phone call they got was people saying I have these thoughts mm. um, Maria Bamford does good material on oh, it oh yeah yeah about yeah. she's great she's so wanting great, yeah. to kill all her family and chop up the parts and have sex with the body parts <laughs> right yeah yeah did you see her most recent special where she's going yeah I loved it so great she's so great because she's filming it in all these different yeah yeah places yeah um yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great, yeah. But, um... Yeah, I also related to the kicking the door in. <laughs> like, I did a very similar thing, like, up to, like, with, like, dieting and all of that, and then, like, went yeah. to a party, and I didn't kick a door in, but what I did was 
Like I thought it was totally fine. And at one point my ex-boyfriend was kind of separated from his new girlfriend. And I just very like quietly and calmly and kind of like sinisterly was just, just demanded that he say he was a bad person. It's like, just say you're a bad person. Yeah, just say yeah, you're a bad yeah. person. And then I got started getting like more and more insane and like screaming and she was crying and it was just like this terrible It's situation. terrible when there's, there's a bit Which in I just brain. talked about on the last episode of the podcast. So it's like in my brain. Oh but my like, God. No, yeah. it's, it's so bad when your brain's like, none of this is helping you get back together. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like yeah, I when I've been in those situations, like if if someone really hurts me, sometimes I'm just like, my brain's just like, well, scorched earth. Yeah, like I'm already hurt. You already don't like me. You've already said you don't want to love me. So like, I'll sh- I'll show you. Yeah, <laughs> man, I, I turn into like you think you don't Amy love Winehouse me now. or Adele, where I'm like, <laughs> burn everything, <laughs> destroy it. Like, yeah. there's no, I'm gonna be friends with my ex. I'm just like destroy everything <laughs> in your path yeah, yeah if something's gone poorly which has only happened a couple of times then I am just like uh, I hope yeah. I'm not like that now because the last breakup I had where I was like uh, I was like you must destroy everything in your path that was like <laughs> seven years ago so I hope yeah I feel like I've grown yeah. out of that I did, in my last breakup which was a divorce I didn't oh, do that oh shit yeah you did it that was I good. didn't do it I didn't do it yeah and I didn't feel the need to because I think I love myself more than I did the previous yeah. breakups I'd never gone out with someone as long as I have with my current boyfriend mm. so I think more we will just awkwardly <laughs> ease out of it yeah it's also like different if there's like not a betrayal and you're just having like a normal breakup like if yeah, there's a betrayal it then it's like then. yeah no uh, yeah but yeah, I um I was worried because I was talking in my show about uh, when I broke up, my ex started pumping, having sex with this like much thinner girl. Mm. Uh, me wanting to become like really skinny as well. Mm. I thought people would be like, "Well, that isn't feminist of you." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know it's wrong to want that, except yeah, society totally rewards you." Yeah, it's not yeah. not feminist to talk about your experience and that. Yeah, no, like when you when you did, I mean, like. Yeah, I had like like every woman has b- had bouts of like extreme weight loss times. And when you said the all boiled eggs, I was like, oh, I haven't tried that. And I was like, no, no, oh, no, don't no, do that. It's so that brutal. sounds gross. That sounds awful. It's because well, actually, a big the way that I started writing my show was I have this terrible habit where I think, oh, in the future when I'm thinner, and actually, mm-hmm. Sophie Hagen just did good stuff on this, where you're like things will be better when I'm thin in the future yeah, yeah and then I, I thought all the time. I think we talked about this before oh, did we? Yeah. so the two oh, right. times yeah. where I've been the thinnest have been oh, the unhappiest times, times yeah, of my yeah, life yeah 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 um, so yeah it's just, I talked about this with Sophie as well yeah yeah because I always think already I see pictures of myself when I'm younger that I used to and I used to hate the pictures and I mm. go oh I was beautiful then mm. and now I think I'm going to be an old lady on my deathbed and be like when why I'm did I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's so dumb yeah I I had like a nice thing happen to me a couple of days ago oh cool where, <laughs> let me tell you like because uh, yeah. I'm always like I'm always like going up and down like 15 pounds like always just constantly Same. yeah so Oprah has that problem too and she's right, a legend yeah. Yeah, so like sometimes, sometimes like I'll feel really good and I'll be like, oh, like I'm about to be at the next stage of thin, <laughs> and then I'll just like start drinking beer and then it will go like go up again and then whatever. But the the other day I was like, I was getting ready 
to go do my show and I had I had this like loose powder and I had gotten out of the shower and I just was in like my bra and underwear and I was sitting cross-legged in front of the mirror and I put on this loose powder on yeah. my face and I accidentally got loose powder like all over my belly <laughs> and I looked down and my belly looked like a beautiful roll of pizza dough <laughs> and I was just like, oh. <laughs> and it's the first time that I've ever looked at like a fat part of my body and been like, oh, I love my pizza dough. That's a nice thing. Yeah, there's yeah. a comedian called Louisa Omilan who mm. says yeah. stuff about, she's like, she had a thing that went, a clip that went viral about the thigh gap. And she was like, I don't want a thigh gap. And she was like, because my thighs show that I can afford to eat out for dinner all the time. <laughs> right. And she was like, these are happy memories of like amazing dinners. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, like the the time when I was really thin from just eating boiled eggs, I just mm. felt sick all the time. And yeah. was thinking, God, I better buy another multi-pack of eggs <laughs> to, <laughs> to eat. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can't believe I did that diet. So awful. And you must have smelt terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Atkins makes you feel like shit. I've gone back to being a vegetarian because that makes oh, me yeah. feel happiest. That's good. I don't want to hurt little animals. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me back. I'm glad my hilarious domestic abuse story worked out in the end. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that chat with Fern. See her on tour. Um, just just go to her website and follow her on Twitter, Fern Brady. She is so funny and great. Go see her. Tell her you heard about her here or whatever. Say whatever you want. Say hello. I don't know why I'm telling you what to say. I hope you guys are doing great. Um, I'm only here at the festival for another week, and I'm looking forward to getting back to regular life and uh, not having this festival consume everything as, as fun as it's been. I'm looking forward to um, t- to being normal again. Uh, that's all. Hope you're well. You can email me, thisfeelsterrible, at gmail.com. You can subscribe to the Patreon for some extra content. Uh, be brave, be kind, be gath attack. Geico presents, oh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, while you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? <laughs> My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> the Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.